Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other in heaven or on earth. Welcome to another episode of Hope in Christ with Denise. Here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, where we place our hope in the only hope there is. Christ our Lord. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. I'm your host, Minister Denise, and I welcome you back to today's show. Today we have an amazing author, Hope Bollinger, and before we bring her up, we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to chat about her book, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about herself. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, O oh God, for the platform to, to minister the truth to the world. Father, we pray for those that are listening, those that will listen to the replay, and everywhere in the world that they would hear the truth, and as your word declares, that the truth will make them free. So, Father, we thank you, O oh God, for your woman of God today. We thank you, O oh God, for what you're going to share through her to the listeners. And we pray, O oh God, that you will continue to use us mightily. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. Again, I'm your host, Minister Denise Walker. And here at Hope in Christ, we are healthy overcomers, purpose, and we maintain our eternal perspective as we search for our identity and find it in Christ Jesus alone. And so we thank you all for listening and tuning in. And we're going to have Hope Belinger introduce herself to the audience. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Hope Bollinger. First of all, thank you so much for having me on here. Um, I'm so excited to be able to talk with a fellow Christian writer um, and so thank you so much for having me on here. Um, and for those who don't know me, I am a writer of teen fiction, uh, particularly Christian teen fiction. I am a literary agent, and um, I juggle about five other jobs, and so I, I like to do a lot until my family tells me to stop overcommitting myself to all the activities I've signed up for. So that's a little bit about me. Wow, you sound like me. Um, so thank you for joining us today. So tell us a little bit uh, about your book. Um, I know you have a few. So your your author, your author, we know that, and then your Black trilogy and um, Dear Hero, um, those different books. Tell us about that, and then we'll zoom in on Ben. Absolutely. So. Um, I have a current trilogy, uh, the second of which is Den, which is coming out this summer, and it's a modern-day Daniel trilogy. So I take the book of Daniel, and I set it in a high school. So essentially, I just basically chop up the book into three different parts, and then each book is kind of an allegorical retelling of that part. Um, so uh, Blaze came out last summer, um, and that is the fiery furnace part. And then, um, as you can probably guess from the title, The Lion's Den is the next part, uh, which is releasing in the, at the tail end of July. 
I also do write for the general market, so I do write some uh, teen fiction that isn't necessarily Christian teen fiction, but it has good values. I try not to use any um, you know, excessive violence or any uh, very um, any sort of gratuitous uh, sexual situations, that sort of thing. I try to keep it really clean just because in the world of teen fiction, um, it, it's getting scarier, it's getting more and more PG-13, um, and so um, I really want to help promote uh, cleaner entertainment for um, readers. So the other book that is releasing in September is a superhero romance that I co-wrote with another agent, um, and it's essentially about a hero and a villain who meet on an app that pairs nemeses, and they expect to be nemeses, but they don't expect to fall in love. And so that is another project that's in the pipeline, and then the sequel will come out sometime next year. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so God is using you mightily, and um, I am looking forward to reading some of what you have as well. And so you also said that you have more than um, 800 of your um, works that have been published. Um, do you mean like your articles and things like that? Yep. So it can range from anything, anything from articles to stage plays to even poems. I, I kind of run the gambit. The only thing I have not gotten down yet is screenplays. I have a massive respect for anyone who can do screenplays well because I haven't quite gotten that part of the craft. Yet, uh, but a little bit about my story is I started writing when I was 16. Um, I think my first job was I was a journalist for a local magazine, um, and then I just kind of hit the ground running. I'm 23 now, um, and yes, God, ha God has presented a lot of opportunities. I am so grateful for um, all the different doors that he has opened, all the wonderful people I've been able to meet um, in this industry and through writing. Um, and my heart, whether I'm writing an article or writing a book, is to be able to encourage people to be able to start important conversations and, of course, ultimately to be able to help people to see God and the gospel in a different way. Amen. Amen. So t tell us about Dean, the book that's coming out. Tell us about that. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready. Like, I love Daniel. So I'm excited already. So tell us about Dan. Yeah, absolutely. So the whole trilogy follows the story of Danny. He is a high schooler who is forced to transfer to a rival boarding school when his school mysteriously burns down. So we follow his trials and tribulations in the first book. And in the second book, we kind of up the ante. It gets a little crazier. So um, in the second book, uh, a lot of mysterious deaths are happening at the school, and he suspects that something is going amiss. He suspects that there's a possible killer on the loose. So it's up to him to figure out who the killer is before he finds himself on the hit list. So it is definitely a little intense. There's a mystery element to it, but there's a lot of symbolism that I plucked out of the book of Daniel. Daniel is one of my favorite books in the Bible. I um, the story behind the book series is actually really cool. Um, do you want me to go ahead and dive into that? Because it was kind of an interesting story of how it kind of came about. Yes, yes, absolutely. Awesome. It came from a really weird place. Because, you know, writers always get inspiration from, you know, it could be a random place. Um, and it actually came to me in a college class. I was in a, a gen ed course. 
where we're going over the whole Old Testament in a semester, which is a lot of books in a really short amount of time. Um, and we are going over the book of Daniel. And the professor had said something that I'd never really thought about before. And she said Daniel and his three friends would have been about 14 or 15 years old when they were taken into Babylon. And I'd always thought of them as being older than that. I thought maybe they're in their 30s or something. But you have these teenagers who are taken into Babylon. They receive this Babylonian education for three years. And it reminded me a lot of high school. And so I kind of wanted to see what does it look like to be a Daniel now? What does it look like to really stand strong in what you believe in and still thrive in a completely different environment? And so I wanted to kind of see what that looks like in this trilogy. Wow, that's um, amazing the way God can bring that to you and um, only use you uniquely in that way. Um, and I, And when you were saying just, the gospel getting into the, the you know, the teen books and um, the way that you're writing it, I think is amazing. So when you were talking about um, Daniel and how he stood strong no matter what was happening around him, um, mm -hmm. how do you see or how would you like for your book to, you know, reach you in that way where they would stand strong for the gospel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely try to tackle things that are going to be really relevant to teens right now because, you know, things that teens are dealing with right now, back even when I was in high school five years ago, I don't think it was to the scale at all. I mean, take a look at, like, cyberbullying. You know, how do you stand strong when cyberbullying is happening? What does that look like? How do, what does it look like to be a Christian on social media? What do you share? Um, uh, and so, the, I mean, it's just different topics like that. I try to cover different topics in each book of the trilogy. But what it looks like is, um, you know, not hiding in a shell and not, like, hiding away from the different environment that you're thrown into, but still being willing to say no to things that you know are not right. And so, it, I mean, it could be a really tricky balance um, in high school because, uh, they're just they're just dealing with so much. I I can't imagine the amount of stress that teens are dealing with right now because they're they're going through way more than I had to, and I graduated five years ago, so I don't even want to know everything that they're dealing with. Wow, wow! And I know um, this is a question, this is a general question, because I'm sure somebody's listening and they want to know the difference. So tell us the age group difference from middle grade to YA and, and why there's a difference in the two? Oh, yeah. There's a very, there's a very distinct difference. So um, middle grade fiction is more for a middle school age. And usually uh, middle grade and young adult fiction are going to kind of differ in some of the topics that they'll cover, but they're also going to kind of differ in how deeply they'll dive into some of those topics. YA is known to be a little bit grittier, a little bit uh, blunter. Uh, middle grade kind of is a little bit more poetic in how they present certain issues. And so I would say the rough age range of middle grade is about 10 to 14 years old. And then YA is usually about 14 to 18 years old. So that is usually the two age ranges that publishers look for, um, just because usually when you hit the age of 14 or 15, you're going to be dealing with different issues than um, you had back in middle school. 
Wow. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm going to ask a fun question. So the character, <laughs> the character in your book, and I always ask this question, I love this question, um, if your book were to become a movie, and let's say it could, God can do anything, and who would, what scene or what individual do you think you would want to play that main character? Oh, you know, I thought about before. I still have not narrowed down the actor because, you know, by the time I feel like it would become a movie, the actor would not be in the teenage age range to fit the role. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure um, who I would have play that character. I mean, I have Pinterest boards I could send you um, to get a sort of idea. But, um yeah, I mean, I should have come better prepared for this question because I've listened to previous episodes of this, but um, I'm not sure. I, I won't have to get back to you on that. I, I mean, maybe I'll email you later when I I know who the actor is going to be. Um, but, yeah, most of the actors who I'd love to play do not look like teenagers anymore, so I think they're kind of out of the running at the moment because I think they're in their 30s at this point. Oh, that's fine. I just wanted to ask a fun question because I always ask that question and, and everybody's like, uh, I don't know. So um, <laughs> I think it's it's fun to think about because I always ask it because whenever God brings it to my mind, it's, it's showing us that there's more that he can do for us. And so we start thinking along those lines. So I want to ask that question. My other question for you is, have you ever thought about or do you um, host any kind of workshops, or are you considering hosting workshops either for teens that may want to write or for adults? Yeah, so I mean, I do lots of workshops for adults, especially at conferences. I have some um, evergreen online workshops that I teach at a site called Serious Writer um, under their Academy tab, but it actually is my heart to I don't know if this is going to happen. It's always been a dream of mine since I was a teen, but I've always wanted to kind of create a school for writers, especially teen writers, um, especially for teen writers who have a heart for the kingdom of God because back in high school I knew so many teens who loved to write, but they didn't know what to do with it. And some of them were wonderful writers, but we were, I even remember being told back in high school, you're way too young, you know, no one's going to take you seriously. No one's going to publish your book because they're going to be too worried to publish a book by a 16-year-old high schooler. So, I mean, down the road, I would love to have a school for young writers. Um, I, I think that would definitely be a hard I, – I had teachers invest in me. I had a wonderful college program that invested in my writing. And so I would love to, down the road, create a school like that. That sounds amazing. It sounds really awesome. I, um, I think I can see it happening for you. So um, my other question is another general question where uh, where do you see yourself from five years from now, let's say five years? Where do you see five years from now? Yeah. Oh, well, Lord willing, I would love to create my own publishing company. So now I work as a literary agent, so I, I love being able to interact with different publishers. Um, but I, I would love to create a publishing company that puts out clean books for teenagers, um, especially for that sort of um, gap between middle grade and YA. You don't find a whole lot of books that have protagonists who are 14 or 15 years old, and I would love to change that. 
Um, but yes, down the road, um, maybe not in five years, but at least in 10 years, that's my plan. I would love to create a publishing house. And then, of course, be crazy up to my eyeballs in writing as well. But, you know, you never know where the Lord's going to lead you. Five years from now, it could be something completely different than what I envisioned. But, I mean, he's been so good and so faithful so far, so I, I can't wait to see what happens. Amen, amen. Um, and I know you talked about the books that are coming out. Do you have any other vision for another Bible character, for example, that you plan to write about in the future or write as, as if they were the character was first? Oh, well, definitely. I mean, Esther is another character who really intrigues me. I, I've actually thought of a screenplay I would like to kind of do that is sort of a modernization of that story. I do have a lot of other books that are actually on submission right now. I want to say, because we, we just got a contract come in today, so I want to say now there are seven of my books that are currently out on submission. So it can be anything from a middle grade to YA to one nonfiction book. So there, there's, it's just kind of depending on who says yes and who says no, it's probably going to dictate where my writing is going in the next five years. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have a whole lot of modernization of Bible stories in the future, but I definitely have a lot of ideas for uh, ways to kind of be able to do that, whether through short stories or through plays. But, yeah, it, I, I always kind of like um, seeing Bible stories in a new light. One of my favorite books is by Francine Rivers um, called Redeeming Love, um, which is setting the book of Hosea in a different time period. So that's kind of partly what had inspired the series. So, I mean, I really like being able to see the Bible in a different light. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe down the road I'll write some more um, from different perspectives. Wow. You, you just – I know this is God because one of my favorite books is Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. So I'm just like, okay, um, I just love the way that she teaches through that character God's love for us. That's what I got mm. from it, how he loves us so much that even when we run away from him and we self-destruct, he still chases after us. So I, I just mm. love that book. So um, I'm glad you said that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's no, awesome. It's, it's one of my favorites, so I, I absolutely love it. So the other question I have for you is, um, I know you said you liked the book of Daniel, but if you can think of one scripture that has kept you even even being younger um, in this world that's changing a whole lot, uh, what scripture would you say has kept you even on your writing career and um, just in general? Yeah, oh gosh, there are so many ways I can answer this question because there's so many different scriptures that, you know, anytime you turn to the Bible, you can see something at a completely new light. I mean, I would love to like point out to like all of Daniel because I mean, I love the whole book of Daniel and you can just see um, people trusting in God no matter what the circumstances. Um, but one of my favorite passages, which actually, because I, I often will deal with anxiety, um, but it actually helps calm that a lot is um, Psalm 103, just the entire chapter of that. Um, we memorized it back in ninth grade in high school, and I mean, I, I recite it every single night, and it calms me down. It really helps me to keep things in perspective. It reminds me of who God is, um, and so I, I love Psalm 103. 
But yeah, I mean, if I could recommend the whole book of Daniel, I, I mean, I just love that book. I think it's, I think, I mean, all books of the Bible are relevant right now, but I think Daniel is surprisingly relevant right now. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think the Old Testament is often, you know, it, it doesn't get as preached on or it doesn't really get quoted, but I, I really think there's a lot of gems in the Old Testament because you can see uh, foreshadowing, you can see uh, the whole biblical story in, you know, in the Old Testament pointing to the New Testament and back and forth at each other. So I I don't know. God is just so good, and I just I, I love learning more about him every single time I read scripture. I agree. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, just a couple other questions. And one of the my questions I always ask when I'm interviewing an author is um, think of that person, that one person that, Kept, you know, inspiring you, kept going with your writing. I know we we always say God inspired, but that person that was in front of us that kept you um, motivated, I would say, in your journey. So what person would you say motivated you the most? Oh, I mean, again, there's so many people I can list right here because, you know, you don't, you don't write a book in a vacuum. You know, that hundreds of people help you get to that finish line. But I do want to put a shout-out to two people in particular because they, they are kind of arm-in-arm, arm and they, they're, the three of us um, are kind of like the three musketeers in a way. Um, so my friends Alyssa and Sonia, they were in that college program with me. And anytime one of us is down and just wants to quit, the other two just spur them on. They say, no, we want to read this. You need to keep going. God has given you a story. Um, you need to keep writing it. So, I mean, those two have helped me through so much. I would not be here without them. So, uh, yeah, definitely those two, Alyssa and Sonia. Thank you for sharing that. Um, one other question I have is I know you mentioned the publishing industry and the different things that you have out there right now. How the listeners that may want to write um, the difficulty possibly of being a Christian writer that wants to stick to the Bible that could be in the traditional setting, how that could be difficult sometimes for um, a writer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the publishing industry overtly and covertly is anti-Christian. I mean, you, you see it anywhere. You know, even as an agent, when I send out different clients' materials, if my client has something that's remotely Christian in it, even, you know, if they mention God, if they mention, you know, church or something, we will have publishers get really skittish really fast. Um, and so, I mean, it's very difficult to be a Christian writer in this industry, but God is good and still opens up doors. And I think the really cool thing is you see a lot of Christian writers who are just writing really good stories. And people are really drawn to these stories because there's something that's very different about it. You may not have a character, you know, quoting a psalm on every single page or, you know, praying throughout the book, but, you know, they can tell there's something very different about it. They can tell that the author is choosing not to, um, you know, put raunchy scenes in there. They know the author is choosing to um, have really clean content or really good values. And there's something really different about the characters in that book. And so they kind of get drawn to the author. And the really cool thing about authors when we're given a platform is, you know, we can preach the gospel. They can come to our social media. They can come to our blogs or our podcasts. And they can see, you know, 
what is the driving force behind our stories? What is, a, you know, what gives us inspiration? What gives us hope to continue to keep pushing on in this industry? Um, and so, yes, being a Christian writer is hard, but in the same way, I don't know how people get through this industry without God, honestly, because he is the one who has sustained me, who has given me hope, um, and I know that no matter what happens in my writing career, that he has a good plan. Amen, amen. I, I totally agree with that. And all of the blessings that he allows us and not, you know, hearing you talk about the things he's allowed you to do is in that obedience to him, I believe. And I just pray that others would, you know, continue to be obedient to him and they have to go way over to the left side in order to um, get accolades or whatever it is. And so, um, thank you for sharing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so one other question. Um, I didn't have it written down, but I, I do have this question for you. If there's someone who um, they are doubting um, if they can write or if they're called to write, what would you say to them, being that you and still in your youth, kind of, um, what would you say to them if they were doubting, if God is saying to them, I need you to do this, I need you to write this, what would you say to them if they continue to doubt and they just don't move in it? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, and trust me, the doubt never goes away. I remember I was talking with Jerry B. Jenkins um, when he came to visit Taylor University. And, you know, this author, he has, I want to say, like 200 books at this point published, you know, was a top best-selling author, books made into movies, you know, very famous author, and he still doubts himself. You know, every single time he goes to the desk, there's always that self-doubt. And so to those writers who are really questioning, you know, God has called me into this, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm the right person. You know, this person can write better than I can. This person has spent longer writing than I have. I, I don't know if I am up for the task. I would remind them to turn to different characters like Moses in the Bible. You know, Moses was saying that he was slow of speech and he was scared to talk to Pharaoh, um, and God was still able to work through him. Um, you know, you have Gideon who was scared. You know, you have so many people in the Bible who were scared and despite uh, what, you know, what they thought were flaws or what they thought were going to be obstacles, God still moved. And, I mean, I, I'm not without self-doubt. I doubt myself all the time. I'm, I might be young, but I just, I mean, I, I, I doubt myself frequently. But I know that if God has called me to it, God will bring me through it. And so um, I just want to encourage you that just because that self-doubt is there, know that God is bigger than that doubt and that if God has called you to write and if he's called you to this industry, that he has a plan for you. Amen, amen, amen. That is absolutely true. Um, so tell us, remind the audience again about your book that's coming out and tell them how they can um, reach out to you, connect with you, and also where they will be able to purchase your book. Absolutely. So Den, which is the sequel in the modern-day Daniel trilogy, 
will be out on July 27th. You can find it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. If you head to my publisher's website, which is um, Lighthouse Publishing of the Carolinas, um, they have it available on their site. Um, and if you want to you know, read the first one before that, the first one is titled Blaze. Um, if you look Hope Bollinger up in Amazon, uh, you should be able to find it right away. Um, and if you want to reach out to connect with me, um, just head on over to either HopeBollinger.com or most social media um, at HopeBollinger. Thank you for joining us. And I'm looking forward to I, I had to make sure I have your name written and spelled correctly because I'm going to find this book. Um, so I can start reading it because I'm excited about it um, and what I just called you to do, you know, and that that you continue to move in it. And so, so many of us that are Christian writers need to, like you said, be connected um, because there's a, a world that doesn't want to hear it. And so we have to still be willing to, you know, continue to, to minister that to them. Yeah, absolutely. And is there anything else that you would like to say to the audience that um, you haven't said that would, you know, just inspire them? Um, you've been very inspirational, but anything else that you want to add? Yeah, just be encouraged. I, and definitely, I, I, I want to repeat, definitely connect with fellow Christian authors. Find an encourager. Find someone who can remind you of your calling because it is definitely easy to forget. Writing is such a personal process that, you know, when you get that rejection from the agent or when you get a review that wasn't the biggest fan of your book, you know, it, it's really easy to get discouraged in this industry. So find a godly person who can encourage you and spur you on in your writing. Um, and no, I'm always here to encourage you. I'm always here to pray for you on your writing journey. I want to see Christian authors succeed, and I want to see them be able to get their work out um, to help readers to learn more about the gospel and hear about uh, this wonderful God that we have. So, yeah, be, be encouraged. It's a tough industry, but God is tougher, and if he has called you to it, he'll bring you through it. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out, but thank you for, um, if you can just hold on a second, I'm going to pray us out and um, and just, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing. And just thank you for what you're doing um, for so many. So thank you for that. And I pray um, God's blessing, continued blessing over you. Thank you so much for having me. So, Father, we thank you, oh God, for this time. We thank you for your woman of God. We thank you, oh God, for those that are listening, that they heard something that would cause them to take a pause and wonder even the more about who you are. And so we pray that they won't just wonder, but they would begin to seek. And we pray, oh God, for you to continue to use hope in so many ways. God, we thank you and we praise you for all that you're doing, everything that um, you're going to do, all that you have done, and all you have yet to do in her life and in each and every one of our lives. So, Father, we bless you and we magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen.
And thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. Have a phenomenal rest of your week.